0: Good morning, everybody. How about we go ahead and get started? We don't have that much time, and I'm not going to speak for that long. We only have about 12 or so minutes, and um, then we're going to release you to go and spend a little time with the Lord individually. But how about we go to our packets? You guys all have your packet? So if you have your packet, let's get it out. My name is Merrill. I'm on staff with the club, and I'm very happy to be here this morning with you to speak to you. The last page of your packet, there's a little insert called Morning Time with the Lord. So if we could go there, we have five verses on here, which we'll go through briefly. And I want to say, first of all, in the beginning, wasn't it so good to hear about how it's all in the seed, the divine life with all of its virtues is in the seed? And how how it comes out, how it grows is what we want to focus on. And morning time with the Lord, how many of you guys have heard of morning devotions or most of you have heard of it at least? How many of you guys practice or already have a practice of spending time with the Lord in the morning? Okay, so not everybody. So we do need this word. We do need a little word about this because morning time, a daily definite intentional time with God is a way to let the seed grow. It's one of the best ways to let the life grow, right? So I want to start this way. Uh, A story I heard from uh, Paul Bixby, and it was about a congregation in West Texas. Uh, He knew someone that was part of that. And uh, if you're just coming in, just come all the way in. We're just going to speak briefly here. And this congregation had an idea around Thanksgiving time to do something for an orphanage. They wanted to help an orphanage. And this orphanage was down in South Texas. So what they said is, at our Thanksgiving dinner, we're going to save the turkeys after we're done. We'll have all these turkey carcasses. And we're going we're gonna to put them in a refrigerated truck and send them down to this orphanage. And then they can, you know, make soup or they can... The, the people make soup out of turkey and chicken bones, right? So that's normal, they thought. And so they sent this truck load full of turkey carcasses down to this orphanage. And the director, when he opened the truck door and he looked, this is the director of the orphanage, he said, send that back where it came from. We don't want that here, right? And so the point of that story, well, what would you feel like? You know, everyone else is eating turkey, Thanksgiving, stuffing, mashed potatoes, and you get turkey carcasses. Not all that nice. So the point of that story Is God is the same way with us. He doesn't want our leftovers. He doesn't want just the little times that we can eke out of our schedule for Him. While we're so busy on so many things for ourselves, He doesn't want to be second. He wants our first love, our best love. So let's read Revelation 2 4. I have one thing against you. Right. Oh, yeah, the little thing. God doesn't want our leftovers. So the church in Ephesus was doing so many things. They were very busy. And a lot of us at UT and the school, college age is a busy time. But God looked at them and said, although you're doing things for me, you've left me as your first and best love. You've passed me by. And from my own experience, I know how easy this is to do. I just get busy. Doing things, serving, practical. Whether it's the A V, preparing packets, and it's like, Lord, I just can't talk to you right now. But God is speaking to me. Come back. Give me your first love. And morning, a morning of a day is the best time to do that before the busyness of the day comes to you. Just push it aside and carve out time for the Lord only. Just you and Him. Maybe seven minutes, maybe ten minutes. Don't, don't start with an hour. Just make it easy. And then hopefully, you build up this habit over time. I did not have this habit of spending time with the Lord before college. I learned about it and began to practice it in college and still do it today. And I think if you pick this up, it would impact your life. It would change your life because it anchors you in the Lord every morning. Okay, Let's read Psalm 90.14. Satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness. A ringing shout. Now, this verse tells us that we can affect our days by our mornings. Don't you want a day of ringing, shouting, and of rejoicing? Then spend time with the Lord in the morning to be satisfied. There is no one more satisfying than Jesus in the morning echoing the hallways of your heart. I have this little song here. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just, let's just look at some of these lines. Nothing can content me more than Jesus in the morning echoing the hallways of my heart. My eyes from darkness clearly see the love within his smile for me. It's then I know the reason for my life. Jesus, you're my reason for being here. Oh, it's so clear, so I sing. No greater joy can be for me than turning to Jesus when the shadows of the day begin to haunt me. His soft, warm spirit spreads throughout, quenching all my fear and doubt. Jesus is the all-inclusive love. Isn't this wonderful? So, all right, let's go on. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. For his compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. The, The great reset button. So no matter how bad your day was or good, the next morning is a brand new start of the Lord's compassions in freshness to you. So we can say to the Lord, whatever it was, I just forget about it and receive your fresh new compassions, new mercies. Isn't this good? So this is encouraging because we often have bad days and hard days. This verse you can come back to lean on That no matter how bad it gets, you're only 24 hours away from a brand new start, a clean slate, reset, begin again with the Lord. And the Christian life is composed of many new beginnings. And interestingly, no matter how good your day was with the Lord at night, in the morning you have to have a new start. The Lord seems to have vanished and you have to begin again, right? So that kind of leads us, segues us into Exodus 16.21. Can we read this together? And they gathered manna morning by morning. Right. And so this is a picture in the Old Testament. Manna is a picture that of Christ in the morning. and they were not able to gather two or three days' worth. They were not able to gather a week's worth. When we go to Costco, we get a week's worth of groceries. They could not do that because of a divine principle that God wanted His people to depend upon Him day by day for their sustenance and supply. And so they gathered it morning by morning, each one according to His eating. So you may have days where you're very hungry for Christ. You can gather a lot. You can go out and get two or three chapters and spend time in the hymns and prayer and other days where you don't have as much time. But the point is you, you go and gather something and you get to the Lord. Then look at this little phrase, when the sun became hot, it melted. So this is important to bring up because the day uh, what, attacks us. It, it, there's so much anxiety, waves upon waves of responsibilities, pressures. This is the sun becoming hot. This is the sun becoming hot. And the manna melts. The availability in our perception of the sweetness of Christ diminishes when our mind is, is occupied by the pressures of life, of exams, schools, paying rent, roommate, all these different things. So get to the Lord in the morning. Evening time is good, but the morning time is best because the sun is not hot and the manna has just fallen and Christ is fresh. Okay? I am the living bread, John 6:51, which came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. Now we have to sing this song before we get released. Do we have some people who can play guitar? Do we have Will? Will, there's a guitar right here, right here. All right, let's sing this song. This is such a good song. After this, we'll sing this twice. After this, we're going to go out, spend some time, scatter around the the little uh, area here in the foyer also, and then the camp, and then come back here at 945. All right, let's all stand up and let's sing to the Lord. I'm the living bread.